As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, gang, welcome back into another edition of the podcast. Thanks so much for tuning into it. As Charles Scott and I discuss investing, finance, and retirement, of course, Charles is a fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management in Scottsdale. I am the podcast host. He is the guy with the information. And Charles, how are you? Great, Mark. Thank you very much for asking. Uh, this should be, I'm looking forward to today. They've got some interesting ideas to talk about. So as always, I think we have a pretty good time. So let's make that happen. Let's make it happen, Captain. All right. Well, here's what we got this week. We are going to talk about flying. Uh, have you ever done any, have you ever thought about doing uh, any personal flying? Like, you know, not like a commercial jet, but like a private pilot or something like that? When I was a kid, my dad and his brother owned three little airplanes and we used to fly around in a bunch and they taught flight school and they rented them out and all that kind of stuff and (laughs) i don't know they owned them for six or six or seven years and then sold them but yeah i mean taking off and landing was something you had to know what to do when you get up in the air it's pretty easy and you know so we we used to fly around all over the place just we always had a purpose yeah but it was really neat i mean i i enjoyed it it's well, so. you know, nobody's probably going to believe me uh, listening to the podcast, but I did not know that prior to making this our topic this week. So that's pretty funny. That's kind of, oh. uh, what, what is that, like kismet or uh, I don't know, something, you know, I don't know what. Yeah. But uh, either way, that's pretty cool. So I'm glad that that tied in nicely. And I swear that's the yeah. truth. I, I, didn't know that, I didn't know that about Charles until I just asked him. So what we're going to do is talk about what we could learn about retirement from flying and i got a couple of bullet points basically i'm going to tee you up for these and let you riff on what you think we could learn from uh retirement from flying so a flight plan you just mentioned you guys would fly around but you knew what you were doing so like anything you've got to have a flight plan you can't just uh you know if your flight's supposed to go from los angeles to london you can't just say well i'm going to go here there and around the square you've got a flight plan and you can really only deviate from that plan like there's things like weather or you know stuff like that but for the most part you know, pilots have to get a structured plan about where they're heading and why. Yeah. And this is that, I mean, it almost sounds like this is way too trite and golly. Does it relate to financial planning? <laughs> Duh. Duh. Uh, yeah. You know, so yeah, we've always said, if you don't know where you're going, then any road will take you there. So it's kind of, you know, where do you want to end up? You know, how do you want to do this? Uh, you've made the decision. You're getting to the point where, you know, retirement is there have you planned the retirement have you taken it for a test drive for example have you tried living off of just the money you're going to have in retirement for a couple of weeks and see how that works or have you taken the time to sit down and figure out what am i going to do every day when i'm not working right have you you know there's a morning and afternoon and an evening and there's 28 29 30 days 31 days what are you going to do all of those different times so take a calendar a blank calendar and mark it you know Make it in the thirds and write down what the heck you're going to do. Because work work takes a lot of time. People don't think about it. I work a 40-hour week. Well, no, if you you know you work way more than that if you count all the time it takes you to go and come and think about it and and such. But test drive it. See what you like. See what you think you want to be doing. And for a lot of people, it's like, wow, that's you know I I might be having actually more income than I ever thought I would because I'm not spending all the stuff that I used to spend. So it's just interesting how. You know, if you thought about it a little bit ahead of time, it sometimes makes it really easy when you get to the point where you're ready to 
fly and hope you get off the ground. Right, right. Yeah, well, so it's like twofold, right? So you want to have that retirement plan that does act like a flight plan that's kind of helping you on your path to and through retirement. But then you also kind of, the secondary piece is just, you know, figuring out what in the world you want to do with your own time in retirement. So that they kind of work together in designing that quote unquote flight plan. So that, that's a good place to start. And I mentioned weather. Sometimes weather will deviate a pilot on their trajectory, on their course. And so turbulence can affect things in different ways. And there's certainly no shortage of turbulence when it comes to our retirement, our money, our savings. Oh, yeah. The volatility, which is the investment word for turbulence, is right. just getting higher and higher and you know more all of the time for so many reasons on a global basis anymore. It's just you know goofy when anything that might affect the you know, create more turbulence for you from an investment perspective can be tweeted any time of the day or night and everybody reacts to it, then, you know, it can make you crazy if you worry about it that much. So let's not. Let's have a plan that, you know, we're, we're going to make sure that we try to avoid that turbulence as much as possible. And I've talked about it in previous podcasts, and that is, you know, how do you de-risk your portfolio? Can you, you know, still get some reasonable rates of return, but not take a, as much risk as you were wanting to, just trying to avoid that volatility. Because not all volatility is bad. Positive volatility is really good. But yeah. at the same time, that's not the thing that, that makes the that makes the dent in your investment portfolio when you get to retirement. So, yeah. you know, let's, you know, we talk about that with clients all the time. How do we de-risk this? How do we get you what you need, but not have you taking, you know, not fly, you know, let's not go fly through a storm cloud just for fun and see what happens. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah, Stop. folks, if you have some questions about de-risking, again, always, you know, just taking off some turbulence, looking at your volatility, seeing if you need to scale some things down, make sure that you're having the right risk level for the time of life that you're in. All those kinds of questions, however you want to work that into your in your thought process, make sure you reach out to Charles at 480-513-1830. Before you take any action, and if you do have some questions on how to accomplish some of these things, give him a jingle, 480 480- 513-1830. All right, so one more here on our uh, financial flight plan, if you will, what flying kind of teaches us about retirement. And I, I got to ask you a question. So with the little puddle jumpers, the little prop planes, do you ever notice that if you've ever taken one of those and there's only maybe like six or eight or 10 people on there, they ask everybody how much they weigh? You ever notice that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and how much, if you've got baggage, how much? Yeah. 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 And, uh, it's and, got to yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I know why, because I mean, it makes sense, but it, it was interesting. We asked the guy the question. We said, you know, just to learn, right? We said, well, you know, why does it matter? And, uh, and he's like, because we need to know how much fuel to put in the plane. And my immediate response was, well, fill it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you would think so, right? You know, if, if it's a if it's a question of an extra couple of gallons, I'll buy. <laughs> Just go ahead and put yeah, it seriously. in there. But it, there's yeah, a lot to the weight differential and how the plane, the smaller planes, anyway, about how much weight has yes. to go. So, uh, but anyway, I thought that yeah, was kind of it, a funny anecdote. It, it, yeah, and is it on the right side or the left side of the plane? And where's the fuel? Which tank? Which wings it in? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so interesting yeah. stuff. That's a little bit uh, deviating from our topic, but I just thought it was a funny <laughs> anecdote to share. All right. So our final piece in, in making sure that your flight plan for retirement works is uh, the same as actual flying. They're not going to get where they're going without help from air traffic control. If you've seen like the movie uh, about Sully, right? If you've seen the uh, the movie about where they had the crash there on the Hudson, he's talking to the tower and the tower's 
talking to different airports, Teterboro as well as, you know, the one JFK, I think, you know, just to try to find the best place to get them to land. Same thing. You need to be working with an air traffic controller, a.k.a. an advisor, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think so, too. I mean, unless you've done this before, have you retired and done it successfully? Then you've already got it figured out. But if you haven't, and that's kind of a silly thing for me to have said, but if you haven't, then why don't you talk to somebody that has, that's helped other people do it. Right. Because there's just, you know, there's certain things you need to make sure you've got covered. And, you know, that's what air traffic control is all about. Have you checked this? Have you done that? Have you, you know, have you, because you get it up, I I don't care how many times a pilot has flown an airplane, a little one or a big one. The first thing they do is they sit down and they go through their checklist and they go through their checklist every single time. They don't skip anything. You know, they walk around and look at the plane. They move the, you know, they, they touch the plane. They, you know, it's That's what you do. That's what a plan does. We cover everything imaginable for the client, things they have never thought of. One of the things that we give people, for example, is we give them a form that lets them write their own obituary. And people will say, well, why wow. would I want to do that? Yeah. Well, you, you know, sometimes your kids don't know. We know a guy whose dad, he had this. He was a planner back in the Midwest. He had his dad write his own obituary. And when he was fine and healthy, and there was no expectation of dying anytime soon, but he found out that his dad had been a pallbearer for Dwight Eisenhower's funeral. He never knew that. Oh, wow. And he would have never known that. Nobody else would have ever known that. So there's things that, you know, it's like, what do you want to be remembered for? What are the things that, what, Mark, what do you think in your life is important? And why wouldn't you want to have that in your obituary? That's just one little thing. That's one little kind of very personal, but to us, potentially incredibly important kind of checklist thing that that we try to do for clients. So, you know, we just don't want to, we want to make sure you stay out of bad weather, but there's other things that can make this trip a whole lot more fun too. And that's just one of the little things that we, that we have, that we share with people and see if we can get them to fill in some of these blanks so that other other folks will know. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I mean, there's, there's so many little pieces. And I like that, you know, you're saying, well, if you've successfully retired before and planned it, then great. And I know that you're being facetious, but I mean, that's true because it's like, it's the same as anything. I mean, how often are, have you, you know, totally rebuilt your car from the ground up? Unless you're a mechanic, probably not. You know, you might be, yeah. a, it might be a do-it-yourself mechanic and there's some do-it-yourself aspects to retirement planning. But at some point, you do have to turn to a professional for help, especially with the retirement side, you know, the accumulation side is a whole lot easier than the preservation and the distribution side. So if your flight plan is not exactly what you think it is, and or you just want to get a second opinion on that, well, that's one of the reasons we do the podcast here is to hopefully provide you with a useful nugget of information. So reach out to Charles and the team at Peloton Capital Management. Go to pelotoncapital.com. That is pelotoncapital.com and uh, subscribe to the podcast. Listen to past episodes, future episodes. Check out Charles and his team. Give him a call. Reach out to him if you need some help, however that works best for you. But make sure you take a little action. And, of course, you can always share this with uh, friends and family on Twitter from our podcast page as well. All right, well, let's take an email question, Charles. Here we're going to do this, and then we're going to do a little fun getting to know you before we wrap up this week. Uh, Email from Tom in Phoenix. He says, Charles, I heard people say, the only kind of life insurance you should ever buy is term insurance. What's your thoughts? Well, I got, I've got to get really, really picky here because there's a couple of things that bother me. I was an English major. So words that people use really make a difference to me. And there's a couple of things that he said. I've heard people say, okay, what people? What do they know? 
you know, are they experts in this? Do <laughs> right. they know everything about you? That you know. So you know, the only kind of insurance that anyone should ever buy, only and ever, are both absolutes. Right. Which means there's no other alternative. That's silly. You know, I always say there's an absolute, right? I always say that using absolutes is always crazy. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, because there's always an exception. So is term insurance. Term insurance might be the right thing, but it all depends on circumstances and what you're actually looking to accomplish. So this is one of my biggest pet peeves in this industry is people listen to other people without knowing anything about and people, I mean, you're, everybody's entitled to an opinion, but you better damn well be able to back it up with some actual facts and reasoning, and you better have done it. You're, everybody's prescribing. I'll use the doctor analogy. Everybody's prescribing all the time. Here's what you need to do. But how do you know? You haven't examined me. You haven't diagnosed anything. How do you know? You know, we look at it from the point of if we don't examine, diagnose before we ever prescribe, it's financial malpractice. And I'm not going to do that. So to me, this guy's... You know, Tom, no offense, your friend or, you know, or people that you've been talking to may have honestly, genuinely felt they had your best interest at heart, but they don't know enough. And they don't know enough to know that there's a whole bunch of other different kinds of insurance that could be amazingly beneficial to you in the long run. You need to know how to, you know, how to discern the difference between the good and the bad before you ever make a decision. How do you like that? There you, those get, two words. there you go. Well, you know, Tom, thanks so much for the question. And obviously, you know, you're curious and you're interested and you're listening to the podcast. So we appreciate that. So just reach out to Charles and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation at 480-513-1830. That's 480-513-1830. All right, my friend. Well, let's wrap this week up with a, a fun little uh, getting to know you. Uh, let me see. We come up with a random question here. Charles Scott, what other job would you be terrible at? <laughs> that was so, that's so easy. Okay. I have always said that I am the world's worst employee. <laughs> okay. I'm awful. So you got to work honestly, for yourself. I'm awful. That's, that's why I don't work for anybody from a company point of view. We work for our clients, but I am terrible. I can't stand people that are not that, that aren't smart. I can't stand people that use that have bad grammar. I can't stand people. I mean, honestly, I'm being perfectly blunt here. I can't stand closed mind people. I'm a terrible employee. I've had bosses before that I've never really had awful ones. I've just had some that weren't very good. Gotcha. Um, and I got tired of having to figure out how do I play this to get, you know, to get what I want when I know what I want's right. And they don't know that it's not. So I'm really, really bad. And so I could, I could never, you could pay me a boat. You offer me a boatload of money and I still probably wouldn't take it because I'm honestly, I'm just not good at being an employee. I got you. So, um, so no employee so, of the month plaque hangs on your wall anywhere, huh? Oh no. Well, I can make my own. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've never thought, thank you, Mark. I hadn't thought of that. There I you never to do that. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you yeah. what, we'll wrap up the program for this week. That's some good fun stuff. I'll I'll send us off with the words of the great Carl Reiner. You were mentioning the obituary thing earlier. And uh Carl Reiner, uh, who's in his nineties now, he's a legendary television man, movie star, movie writer. He said, uh, I wake up in the morning, I read the obituaries, and if I'm not in it, I have breakfast. 
So I'll leave you with that. And we'll see you next time here on the program. Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management, serving you in the Scottsdale area. Check them out online at pelotoncapital.com. That is P-E-L-L-E-T-O-N, pelotoncapital.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Google, iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, all the things that are out there. Whatever one works best for you. And uh, so share this with your friends and family. And we certainly appreciate it. Charles, I'll see you next time, buddy. Thanks, Mark. It's a blast. Always is. We'll see you next time right here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.